With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Suspense. Starring tonight, it's the Riley and Kimmy Show. A tale well calculated to keep you in suspense. The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Toys, movies, comics, and so much more. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And the more that you listen, the more that you'll know. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Welcome to episode 599. Right next to me is... Kimmy! I got one name! Kimmy! I am your host, Patrick Riley. I am the villain of this story. That's right. I am the villain of this story and all the stories on the Riley and Kimmy show. And by the way, you can catch some of our archive stories. That's right. Archived episodes. They're all available right on our website, which is RileyandKimmy.com. And when you're there, make sure you check out our social media links. We have a ton of them. That's right. We are wired in everywhere. Be sure to friend, like us, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, just to name a few. And if you do, we follow, like, and uh, friend you right back. Correct, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. And welcome to this episode, which is so close to episode 600. And I'm talking to our party coordinator right here, our event planner, and that is Kimmy. Kimmy, what do you have in store for us for this big episode coming around the corner. Matter of fact, just matter of fact, the next day, because yes, the Riley and Kimmy show is all about daily episodes. So Kimmy, in less than 24 hours or right about 24 hours when, you know, we upload this episode from when we do, we will be at number 600. What will episode 600's festive uh, show be about? What kind of, you know, celebration things do you have planned? Well, it's a secret. Uh, that is not fair, Kimmy. Come on, don't you have something to like tease us with a little bit? You know, it'll be a bit. It, it'll be a big surprise. A, a big surprise, Kimmy. Me too. Oh, hey, I don't like the sound huh? of that. I, no, I mean, uh, what? You know, I didn't see you a lot on episode. You know, before episode five ninety nine recorded, you were out and about uh, visiting uh, with a good friend of yours and uh, having a good old time. And I assumed because you were gone for so long from the Batcave, you were out uh, getting episode six hundred ready, like uh, some big. Celebration things, right? Mm, no. Uh, oh, okay. So you're planning. I know what it is. I know what it is. You want me to take the mobile equipment with me, and you're planning to take me out to dinner for episode 600, right? And we'll record on location. Is that it? Uh, no. Oh, that wasn't it either? No. Nope. Oh, geez. I have no idea what's going on. There is a surprise, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, I can't wait to episode 600. Make sure you follow us and uh, you're right with us when that happens. You know, for episode 600 of the Riley and Kimmy Show. And by the way, speaking of some upcoming surprises and things like that, Kimmy and I will be uh, debuting a new uh, type of uh, theme 
for appearances, right? Mm -hmm. New uh, costume kind of thing going on as we are the worst cosplayers on planet Earth. And we'll be making that debut at Space Coast Comic Con, which is happening at Cape Canaveral, in Cape Canaveral, Florida, on September 12th and 13th. That's a Saturday and Sunday. Be sure to join us if you'd like to find out more about Space Coast Comic Con. Go right to our website, which is RileyandKimmy.com. Can't wait for that event, can you? No, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be It's going to be a little bit different for the Riley and Kimmy show, I have a feeling. And been talking with the show promoter, and I just can't wait to... Uh, to be there. There's so many uh, fantastic individuals there. Great talent, great artists, great personalities. Uh, just a fun time. And also, by the way, we'll be at uh, Lake Collecticon on, uh, let's see, September 19th, which is, which is a Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. And we'll be there and a lot of activity going on at that convention as well. That is in Mount Dora, Florida. You can find out more right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. And Kimmy, even though it is a Monday when we upload this, we need to talk about something which is one of my favorite subjects, and that is... As you know, I'm quite keen on comic books, especially the ones about superheroes. And actually, I am, you know, all comic books. Mm-hmm. It might be horror-related and uh, comic books around superheroes and fantasy, all kinds of things, and not just one universe, not just DC, but also Marvel and Independence as well, and those of the past which are no longer with us, like Charlton Comics and some others. And Wednesday is a big comic book day. Why is Wednesday the big comic book day, Kimmy? Because the new issues come out. That's right, new issues and new products. So it is the day to head to your favorite, or if you don't even have one, to find a favorite comic book store and to get some new things or check out new things that are in stores. And also a way to find out in advance what is coming out to the comic book stores is to get a thing called previews. Previews catalog. I don't even know if they technically call it a catalog with it. You know, they use that term, but it is previews. It comes out. Now, previews number 324, the September issue for 2015, is coming out. Now, this is a big publication, correct, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like a giant phone book. be the best way, to, if anybody even knows what a phone book is anymore. Right. I mean, it's, uh, you know, like a, well, I can't even say really a dictionary because nobody really knows what that is anymore. Hmm. You know, it, a big thing. Okay, uh-huh. let's just put that way. Big, heavy book. Right. <laughs> okay. I mean, makes a nice doorstop. When you're done with it. Uh, people still know what those are, don't they? Doorstops? Uh, I think so. Okay, so we can say that. A big type doorstop. And by the way, it has uh, uh, usually some interesting art on the covers and things like that that you can find. And this previews will have everything that is coming out in the very near future. Now, this does not just include comic books. It also includes uh, trade paperbacks, uh, reissues of things that will be coming out. Comic books that are in series and maybe one shots, it has those in there. Has sometimes costumes and cosplay accessories, uh, knickknacks, lamps, mugs, uh, keychains, things like this. You can find, you can find. Uh, pop vinyls and things that are coming out that are solicited ahead. Usually, and I'm going to say, this is just, you know, an opinion here. I would say probably 99% of the things you're going to see or upper 90% can only be found at a comic book shop or a comic book store, or at least first at a comic book shop or a comic book store. Sometimes you might see it a little bit later at other locations, but that's rare, not the bulk of this stuff. And you might see it on the secondhand market, but the problem is when it goes to the secondhand market, generally it is more expensive, correct? Mm-hmm. So you want to get ahead of the game, and a way to do that is to get previews. And you get previews at your participating comic book shops. And if you don't know where one is, go right to our website at RileyandKimmy.com, and right there, Kimmy, you will be able to find a comic book shop right by your area, 
All you have to do is type in that zip code and voila, it will take you to one in your neighborhood within like a you know a mile and a half of your zip all the way out to like 50 miles. And if you're in the greater Orlando area or Daytona Beach area, we have a couple of locations to recommend to you. If you're in the greater Orlando metro area, visiting or a resident, we highly recommend Gods and Monsters as a place to go to to get your comic book uh, you know needs. Mm-hmm. That's I mean everything from issues to uh, toys to just everything that's in previews. Matter of fact, they they do have previews available for you, and you can check that out. That's Gods and Monsters at the Artagon Marketplace in Orlando. Very easy to find. Well, how would you describe to get there real quick, Kimmy? For those maybe they have a little bit of an understanding of Orlando. Well, it's off I four off of Kirkman, and it's on Air National Drive. It's at the old Festival Bay Mall. It's the Artagon Marketplace, and it's near the Outlet Mall. Okay, that kind of summarizes. That's really easy, it's, and it's it's by all the theme park areas. Yes, the to, it's uh, it's close to the I. That's right, and and other theme areas mm-hmm. are very close. I mean, it's close by. So if you are visiting Orlando, let's say going to one of the theme parks or something like that, this is within it's your close to Universal. Yeah, it's this is within your you know going your your little shopping and checking out the attractions and things yes. like that. Also, by really close to a really cool uh, wax museum. Uh huh which we've had friends go to, which we have not yet, and that is on our list to do. Mm-hmm. God's Monsters is not your typical type of comic book store. It is what I call a pop culture experience. It is vast. It's huge. It is the second largest in the United States of America, the third largest in the world. And you know what? We were there just uh, a few days ago, and we spent some time with some artists who were there, and also a happy nerd or two, and we have all of that on our uh, on our website right now, a recap of that, on episode 597. Be sure to check that out. You can hear some really good things going on. Give me an idea in other people's words about gods and monsters. Now, if you're over in the Daytona Beach area, either a resident or maybe you are visiting for some reason, a place to check out is a very friendly you know, a very friendly comic book shop. When you say probably one of the friendliest you could find, right? Mm-hmm. And that is Nerdtropolis Comics. Nerdtropolis Comics, place to go to. I'm, I'm not going to lie here. It is not the size of gods and monsters. But the cool thing about it is you are welcome the minute you come in the door. You, you get personal attention and you don't get hounded to death. I'm not saying that by personal attention. You have a very cool owner by the name of Taylor who will help you out. He can get the things we're talking about in Previews Magazine, right? That's right. So be sure to say, hey, Taylor, how you doing, buddy? The Riley and Kimmy Show have sent me over. And he will help you out and check out his things. And by the way, he has the subscription deals. And he and some stores have different deals, by the way, too. If you become a subby, that's what it's called, or you have a poll list, it means subscriber, uh, they have certain deals and things that go on with that. And he has an excellent deal that goes on. Let him tell you about that. Just go right to Nerdtropolis. Very easy to find. Kimmy, you are good with directions better than me. Just give a quick uh, description of how to find it. It's in Ormond Beach, which is just, I mean, it's, it's a suburb of Daytona Beach. Uh, it's in between Flagler Beach and Daytona be the best way to describe it, right? That's that's Warman, right? Mm-hmm. And what's the best way to say to get there? Well, it's off of I-95 at uh, the Route 1 exit, I believe. That sounds right. Very close to it. Very easy to get to. Mm-hmm. And once I said, uh, as I stated before, very, uh, very friendly environment and very kid friendly, uh, you know, something safe for the entire family. So check that out. That's Nerdtropolis Comics. We recommend that. On the Riley and Kimmy show. Now, before we uploaded 599, uh, the you know the internet went a buzz. Yeah, it did, and you know Twitter and everything else about the new Walking Dead uh, spinoff series. And I have to our report about it, our review. There is none because we did not see that. 
No, we didn't. And some of our friends no. did. And what was kind of interesting, I kind of did, you know, I, I put like little check marks on uh, on a piece of paper on reading my friends' reviews. And I'm not going to share them because it doesn't matter. Because first of all, none wanted to volunteer to come on the show to do it. And although I didn't offer, <laughs> to be quite honest, but they could have. Uh, the deal is I, I wanted to see, you know, did they all like it? Like zombies, mm-hmm. you know, were they zombies themselves? Uh-huh. Were they like, oh, it's Walking Dead, it's going to be great, or you know, how was it? How did it go? And actually, to be honest, it was. It seemed like a fifty-fifty mix. There was yeah. those that really liked it, you know, like, hey, it's great, and others were like, eh, well, uh, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. So I was, I was kind of shocked with that too. I thought it'd be more zombies, you know, people like, oh yeah, it's Walking Dead, it's going to be great. But there was actually, you know, some various movement there, if hmm. you will, in the world of zombies. Movement, can you believe that? Hmm. Wow, hard to believe. Well, anyway, staying with the world of fear in the world of horror and i thought what we do is visit a horror world in the golden age of radio kimmy i thought we go back in time to a place which the theater of the mind was master and it was a place that executed it with masterful skills and that is the old-time radio show called Suspense. Ooh. Yeah, suspense. Now, what we're going to do here, this is ear candy beyond a doubt, because who the guest star of Suspense is, it is a master of radio, the golden age of radio, the theater of the mind, <laughs> the stage, also uh, movies. He did some television, too. He was larger than life, and in ways... Reached his maximum by the time he was 24 years of age. Do you know who I am talking about? Orson Welles? That's right, Orson Welles. And when people ask me who my favorite voice talent of all time is, he is in the top three right there. Maybe top five. I'll take that back. Uh, he's a he's a different cat to qualify because some of them who are just voiceover talents did just voiceover work for the most part. Some camera, some stage, but mostly voiceover, like Paul Fries is an example, who is right there at that number one, number two slot for me. But Orson Welles, because he did stage work, he, he wrote uh, you know screenplays and all kinds of things and was a personality too. He's a hard one to put as just voice talent. You know, although I tell you what, if I go back in time, I would convince him to take two roles. One, he was offered to play in Planet of the Apes as a head of the apes against Charlton Heston, and he turned that down. <laughs> Wouldn't do it. And that, that, I think, was so foolish because he lost out to a generation discovering and remembering uh, this great man. He turned it down, and it went to the role of uh, the role went to Maurice Evans, who played uh, Samantha's father on Bewitched. And then he also turned down another big role. Do you know what that big role was, Kimmy? Mm, no. The next big role he turned down was the voice of Darth Vader in Star Ugh. Wars. He was the original choice, and he declined. Now, I love James Earl Jones, and James Earl Jones is still with us, and that's great. Orson Welles is not. So, yes, in a way, that would have caused a problem uh, mm-hmm. You know, if he had chosen it. But still, I would have loved to have heard him acting, even voice-wise, opposite of Sir Alec Guinness. Mm. I think that would have been really cool. <laughs> and Peter Cushing and things like that, to have heard that. Uh-huh. Um, unfortunately, we cannot hear that. I would love to hear the guy who does <laughs> The Brain, the animated, uh, you know, for the cartoon, of uh, The Brain. He does an excellent voice over of Orson Welles. Uh-huh. He did Orson Welles in Ed Wood. Uh, he did the voiceover of of him uh, for D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio did the camera work, but he did the actual voice. I'd love to hear him do the Vader lines. Yeah. But that'd be the only way to ever hear that. But we can hear Orson Welles at 
is top game here in a suspense episode from September 23rd, 1943, Kimmy. The episode is titled The Most Dangerous Game. Now, it's based on the short story by Richard Connell, and that does uh, hold some history to it. Now, one of the reasons it does is Gilligan's Island did a did a version of it when Gilligan was hunted by a, a hunter on the island. You remember that one where he tried to hide and mm. you know, hit in all, all kinds of places? They did a comedy version. The Incredible Hulk with Bill Bixby did an episode of it uh, where Banner is trapped on a private island being hunted. And also The Simpsons have had it and let's see, I think uh, other shows have as well. But it's also referenced in the movie from 2007 called Zodiac because mm-hmm. in real life the story, and it was turned into a movie and other productions, uh, supposedly influenced the Zodiac Killer. It is referenced in the letters that the Zodiac sent, wrote to the San Francisco Chronicle and other newspapers back in the 1960s. So I thought we would go back in time and actually have a real fright here with the master of the theater of the mind. Here's Orson Welles going back to September 23rd, 1943 with Suspense. Riley and Kimmy Show. Suspense. This is the man in black, here again to introduce Columbia's program, Suspense. Hollywood, we bring you a star, Mr. Orson Welles, who this evening begins a four-week engagement as guest of these proceedings. In the interest of prime suspense, Mr. Welles and the producer of this series have scheduled four radio stories, which they feel are particularly distinguished in our chosen field. The first of these is The Most Dangerous Game by Richard Garnell. And so with the performance of Orson Welles and the character of General Zaroff and Keenan Wynn, as Sanger Rainsford, who learned from Zaroff what was the most dangerous game, we again hope to keep you in suspense. I haven't much time. Any moment now he may come in, and when he does... I'm going to kill him. It's him or me. And I'm going to do my best to make it him. Well, maybe it sounds crazy to you. I guess it does. Would have sounded crazy to me a few days ago when I was with Whitney on the yacht. I was on a pleasure trip. <laughs> a pleasure trip? How or I, how could I or anyone realize then the horror and torment I was to go through? How was I to know of Yvonne? And the death swamp? And the hounds? How was I to know of Zaroff? Think of it. It was only four nights ago that the ship went down. We'd been talking about this island, Ship Trap Island, Whitney said it was called in the charts. He was sleepy and started on down below to turn in. I was mixing myself a nightcap when I looked up and saw it. A tremendous reef racing at us out of the fog. I screamed out a warning, but it was too late. We were right upon it. The 
ship exploded right on top of Whitney and members of the crew. I alone was standing safe out on the prowl, but the force of the explosion hurled me into the blood-warm waters. Terrified at the suddenness and surprise, my stomach weak and sick at the thought of the others. The sea was eddying furiously around the sinking remnants of the ship. And a certain cool-headedness came to me and made me swim desperately away. Or I might not have lived to go through the horror which was soon to come. I struck out to the right in the direction of the island about which Whitney had been telling me. I had no recollection of how long I swam, but all at once I heard the muttering and growling of the sea breaking on the rocky shore. With my remaining strength, I dragged myself from the swirling waters. All in, gasping, my hands raw, I at last reached a flat place at the top. I flung myself down at the jungle edge and tumbled headlong into the deepest sleep of my life. When I awoke, I was in a strange place, having no idea how I had done it. Well, Ivan, our friend seems to be awakening. I... Where, where is this? Where am I? Do not where... be alarmed, my friend. My man Ivan found you out on the cliff and brought you here to be taken care of. Oh, well, thank God there's life on this island. I hardly believed. Few people do. Yes, you are quite safe here in my castle, Mr... Uh, Rainsford. Yes. Rainsford. I'm Sanger Rainsford of New York. Rainsford? Sanger Rainsford? Yes. Well, it is indeed a very great pleasure and honor to welcome you, Mr. Sanger Rainsford. You're the celebrated hunter, are you not? Yes, yes. You know me? Uh, by reputation only. I've read your book about hunting snow leopards in Tibet, you see. My name is General Zaroff. I am not English, Mr. Rainsford, but I went to a good school. Perhaps you recognize the colors of my tie. Uh, no, it makes no difference. I've lived too long in the jungle to be a snob. <laughs> well, I... Uh, I can't tell you how happy I am to meet you, General. And I can't tell you how happy I am to meet you, Mr. Rainsford. But come, we shouldn't be chatting here. We can talk later. You must be hungry. Yes, I am, rather. (laughs) What? Uh, Ivan thought you'd like a robe. He's drying your clothes for you. Oh, thank you. Ivan's an incredibly strong fellow, but you mustn't mind his looks. His ears were cut off in battle, and he has the misfortune to be deaf and dumb. He is sensitive about his appearance. A simple fellow, really, but I'm afraid a bit savage. Oh? He's been in our family for years. <laughs> Follow Ivan, if you please, Mr. Rainsford. I was about to have my luncheon just before you awoke. We can have it together now. Does the robe fit you all right? Oh, yes, yes, perfectly, thanks. I'm so glad. You uh, have quite a collection of heads here. Lions, tigers, mm. elephants, moose, bears... Oh, I don't believe I've ever seen a more perfect specimen. They are nice. I take great pride in them. You have good cause. Coming from you, Mr. Rainsford, that is a great compliment. And here we are. You sit over there. Thank you. Not at all. Right, Ivan. <laughs> we do our best to preserve the amenities of civilization here. Please forgive many lapses. Oh, of course. Yes. Well off the beaten track, you know. Uh, Shushu. 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 <laughs> This is my little pet, Mr. Rainsford. As a hunting falcon, Shushu is of no further usefulness in the field. But I am fond of its company. Am I not, little sweetheart? (coughs) Patience, my darling. I know you're hungry, my dear. We hunt tonight. You're, uh... (laughs) 
your heads are really remarkable, General. Mm. That, uh, that Cape Buffalo is the largest I've ever seen. Ah, it's that fellow. He's a monster. Mm. Did he charge you? Hurled me against a tree, fractured my skull, left me the scar. And I got the brute. <laughs> I've, uh, I've always thought the Cape Buffalo is the most dangerous of all games. Oh, uh, no, no. You're wrong. Wrong, sir. The Cape Buffalo is not the most dangerous game. Yvonne, the wine. Uh, how does he understand you? He reads my lips. Think you like this champagne, Mr. Rainsford? Yvonne chills it expertly. Uh, no, no, the, the Cape Buffalo is not the most dangerous game. Here in my preserve on this island, I hunt more dangerous game. Oh, well, is there a big game on this island? The biggest. Oh, really? Oh, it isn't here naturally, of course. I have to stock the island. Uh, what have you imported, General? Uh, jaguars? Mm, jaguars. I hope you like filet mignon, Mr. Rick. I do very much, thank you. Uh, is it jaguars, General? No, 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 no. Hunting jaguars ceased to interest me some years ago. I exhausted their possibilities, you see. I... No thrill left in jaguars, you understand? No real danger. I live for danger, Mr. Rainsford. We will have some capital hunting. You and I. I shall be most glad to have your company. Yes, but I'll tell you, you, you'll be amused, I know. I think you may say in all modesty that I've done a rare thing. Yes, I've invented a new sensation. May I pour you another glass of champagne, Mr. Rainsford? Thank you, General. God makes some men poets. Some he makes kings, some beggars. Me, he made a hunter. My hand was made for the trigger. My father once said that. Made for the trigger. My whole life has been one prolonged hunt. I've hunted every kind of game in every land. It'd be impossible for me to tell you how many animals I've killed. Grizzlies in your Rockies, crocodiles in the Ganges, rhinoceroses in East Africa. This is in Africa, by the way. That Cape Buffalo hit me and made me up for six months. Mm. As soon as I recovered, I started for the Amazon to hunt jaguars, for I'd heard they were unusually cunning. <laughs> They weren't. They were no match at all for a hunter with his wits about him, the high-powered rifle. I was bitterly disappointed. I was lying in my tent with a splitting headache one night, and a terrible thought pushed its way into my head. Hunting was beginning to bore me, and hunting, remember, had been my life. I've heard that in America, businessmen often go to pieces when they give up the business that's been their life. Yes, yes, that's uh, so. I, I had no wish to go to pieces. <laughs> I, I, I must do something. Uh, now, mine is an analytical mind, Mr. Rainsford. Doubtless, that is why I enjoy the problems of the chase. Oh, no doubt, General. So I asked myself why the hunt no longer fascinated me. You are much younger than I am, Mr. Rainsford, and have not hunted as much, but you perhaps can guess the answer. Well, what is it? Simply this. Hunting had ceased to be what you call a sporting proposition. It had become too easy. I always got my quarry. Always. It's no greater bore than perfection. Cigarette? No, thank you. Uh, no animal had a chance with me anymore. Not a chance. That is no boast. It is a mathematical certainty. The animal had nothing but his legs and his instinct. Instinct is no match for reason. When I thought of this... It was a tragic moment for me, I can tell you. It came to me as an inspiration. What I must do. And that was? I had to invent 
A new animal to hunt. A new animal? Oh, you're joking. Not at all. I never joke about hunting. I needed a new animal. I found one. So I bought this island, built this castle, and here I do my hunting. The island's perfect for my purposes. There are jungles with a maze of trails in them. Hills, swamps... Yes, but the animal... The animal, General Zara. It surprised me with the most exciting hunting in the world. No other hunting compares with it for an instant. Every day I hunt. I never grow bored now. For I have a quarry with which I can match my wits. Yes, but you still have I wanted the ideal animal to hunt, so I said... What are the attributes of an ideal quarry? And the answer was, of course, it must have courage, cunning, and above all, it must be able to reason. Well, no animal can reason. My dear fellow, there is one that can. One? But you can't mean... And why not? Well, I... I can't believe you're serious, General Zaroff. You're just joking. Joking? I'm quite serious. Speaking about hunting. Hunting? You're speaking about murder. Oh, dear me, that unpleasant word. I think I can show you that your scruples are quite ill-founded. Yes? I hunt the scum of the earth. Sailors from tramp ships, lascars, japs, mongrels, a thoroughbred horse, a hound is worth more than a score of them. But these are men. Precisely, that is why I use them. It gives me pleasure. They can reason after a fashion, so they are dangerous. But where do you get them? <laughs> we visit my training school. It is in the cellar. I have about a dozen pupils down there now. They're from the Spanish park San Lucar that had the bad luck to go with the rocks out there. A very inferior lot, I regret to say. Poor specimens, more accustomed to the deck than to the jungle. Another glass? No. It's a game, you see. It's a sort of game. I, I suggest to one of them that we go hunting. I give him a supply of food and uh, an excellent hunting knife. I give him three hours start. I am to follow, armed only with a pistol of the smallest caliber and range. If my quarry eludes me for three whole days, he wins the game. If I find him, he loses. Suppose he refuses to be hunted. Oh, I give him his choice, of course. He need not play that game if he does not wish to. If he does not wish to hunt, I turn him over to Ivan. Mm. Ivan once had the honor of serving as official knouter to my old king, and he has his own ideas of sport. Invariably, Mr. Rainsford, invariably they choose the hunt. And if they win? Uh, to date, I have not lost. I do not wish you to think me a braggart, Mr. Rainsford, many of them afford only the most elementary sort of problem, I assure you. Occasionally, I strike a tartar. <laughs> Shoo -shoo remembers the tartar, don't you, darling? Yes. Yes, he almost did win. I eventually had to use the hounds. You see? Wait a moment, I'll open the window. Hello, boys! Ha <laughs> 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 
rather good lot, I think. They're let out at seven every night. If anyone should try to get into my castle or out of it, something extremely regrettable would occur to you. Uh, but enough of this. Come, I want to show you a collection of heads I'm quite sure you've never seen before. Join me in the library for coffee. I uh, hope that you will excuse me tonight, General. Oh. I, I'm really not feeling well at all. Indeed. I know what it is. My old complaint. <laughs> Ennui, boredom. You need some excitement. Tonight we'll haunt. Hey, Mr. Rainsford. You and I. You're wrong, General. I won't hunt. I won't murder. As you wish, my friend. The choice rests entirely with you. But may I not venture to suggest that you will find my idea of sport more diverting than Ivan's? My dear fellow. You don't mean that you plan to hunt me. My dear fellow. Have I not told you I always mean what I say about hunting. This is really an inspiration. I drink to a foeman worthy of my steel at last. I simply can't believe it. This must be some sort of dream. You'll find the game worth playing, Mr. Rainsford. Think of it, your brain against mine, your woodcraft against mine, your strength, your stamina against mine. Outdoor chess. <laughs> and the stake is not without value, eh? And if I win... I'll cheerfully acknowledge myself defeated if I do not find you by midnight of the third day. My sloop will place you on the mainland near a town. Oh, you can trust me. I give you my word as a gentleman and a sportsman. Of course, you in turn must agree to say nothing of your visit here. I will agree to nothing of the kind. Oh. Well, in that case... But why discuss that now? Uh, three days hence, we can discuss it over a bottle of Vufrico, unless... Uh, well, your choice, Mr. Rainsford. I'm a hunter. You know my choice. Mm-hmm. Ivan here will supply you with hunting clothes, food, and knife. I suggest you wear moccasins. They leave a poorer trail. I suggest, too, that you avoid the big swamp in the southeast corner of the island. We call it Death Swamp. There's quicksand there. Well, I must beg you to excuse me now. We always take our siesta after our lunch, don't we, Shushu? <laughs> God, my little pet. You'll hardly have time for a nap, I fear, Mr. Rainsford. Uh, you, you'll want to start, of course. I shall not follow till dusk. Hunting at night is so much more exciting than by day, don't you think? <clears throat> well, au revoir, Mr. Rainsford. I'd fought my way through the bush for two hours, repeating to myself over and over again, I must keep my nerve, I must keep my nerve. My whole idea at first was to put distance between myself and General Zarov. And to this end, I had plunged along through the thicket spurred on by the sharp rowls of something very much like panic. Now I had got a grip on myself. I'd stopped. I was taking stock of the situation. I saw that straight flight was futile. Inevitably, it would bring me face to face with the sea. Well, I'll give him a trail, I muttered. And I struck off from the rude path I had been following and into the trackless wilderness. I made a series of intricate loops. I doubled back on my trail again and again, recalling all the lore of the fox hunt, all the dodges of the fox. Night found me exhausted. 
my hands and face lashed by the branches on a thickly wooded ridge. My need for rest was imperative, and I thought, I played the fox, now I must play the cat of the fable. A big tree with a thick trunk and outspread branches was nearby, and taking care not to leave the slightest mark, I climbed up and stretched out on one of the broad limbs. Rest brought me new confidence and almost a feeling of security. Even so expert a hunter as General Zaroff cannot face me here, I assured myself. An apprehensive night crawled slowly by, my mind keenly alert for any sound, any warning. Towards the dawn, an instinct I never knew existed, like an animal must possess, impelled me to look far off in the distance in a westerly direction. Sure enough, following the trail with the sureness of a bloodhound came General Zaroff. Nothing escaped those searching black eyes. No cracked blade of grass, no bent twig, no mark, no matter how fine in the moss. My heart pounding furiously, I slid down quickly from the tree and struck off again into the woods. I knew I had to do something desperate. I knew that I had little time in which to do it. Three hundred yards from my hiding place, I stopped where a huge dead tree leaned precariously on a smaller living one. Throwing off my sack of food, I took my knife from its sheath and began to work with all my energy. The job was finished at last. And I threw myself down behind a fallen log 300 feet away. I did not have to wait long. I, too, have hunted in Malacca. You are proving interesting, Mr. Rainsford. Mm. Very interesting. The tree brushed my shoulders. I jumped back. I'm going to have the wound rest. Very slight. But I shall be back, Mr. Rainsford. I shall be back. <laughs> It was flight now, a desperate, hopeless flight that carried me on for hours. I don't know where I got the strength. I kept telling myself over and over again that I must keep my nerve. That I was competing with a monster, a super huntsman. Dusk came, then darkness, and still I managed to press on. The ground grew softer under my moccasins. The vegetation grew ranker, denser. Insects bit at me savagely. Suddenly, as I stepped forward, my foot sank into the ooze. I tried to wrench it back, but the muck sucked viciously at my foot like a giant leech. With a violent effort, I tore my foot loose. I knew where I was then. Death swamp and its quicksand. But the softness of the earth had given me an idea. I stepped back from the quicksand a dozen feet or so and began to dig. When the pit was above my shoulders, I climbed out and from some hard saplings cut stakes and sharpened them to fine points. These stakes I planted in the bottom of the pit with the points sticking upwards. As fast as I could, I wove a rough carpet of weeds and branches and with it covered the mouth of the pit. And wet with sweat and aching with tiredness, I crouched behind the stump of a lightning-charmed tree. 
Oh, I knew Zaroff was coming. I could hear the paddling sound of his feet on the soft earth. Zaroff was coming and coming fast. He was not feeling his way along foot by foot. Crouching there, I couldn't either see him nor see the pit. I lived a year and a minute, frozen, every muscle tensed. I shinnied up a tree and looked back. My pursuers had stopped all right, but the hope that had been in my brain when I climbed died. For in the shallow valley, I saw that General Zaroff was still on his feet. But Ivan was not. Apparently, he had come along to hold the hounds. The knife, driven by the recoil of the springing tree, had splintered through his chest. I'd hardly tumbled to the ground when the pack took up the cry again. Nerve, 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 I panted as I dashed along. A blue gap showed between the trees dead ahead. The hounds were almost on top of me. I forced myself on towards that gap. I reached it. It was the shore of the sea. Across the cove, I could see the gloomy gray stone of the castle. Twenty feet below me, the sea rumbled and hissed. I hesitated. I heard the hounds. Then I leaped far out into the sea. I'm here safe in the general's bedroom waiting for him. Three days are up, and I've eluded him. But now I must go further. In a moment, we will meet, he and I, and he will be unarmed. Only one of us is going to live. You understand that now. Uh, quiet, Shushu. Shushu! 
Please be patient, dear. You must forgive me. You're hungry, I know. <laughs> Shusha. Rainsford. Jen. Rainsford. How on earth did you get it? Swam. I found it easier and quicker than walking through the jungle. I congratulate you. You've won the game. Oh, no, General. I'm still a beast at bay here. <coughs> Get ready, General Zaroff. Swords? Yes, two of them. I see. Oh, very good. Very good, Rainsford. One of us, then, is to furnish a repast for the hounds. The other will sleep in this, this very excellent bed. Excellent. On guard, Rainsford. Richard Connell, starring Orson Welles, tonight's tale of suspense. Mr. Welles was General Zaroff and Keenan Wynn Rainsford. This is your narrator, the man in black, who conveys to you Columbia's invitation to spend this half hour in suspense next week, same time, when Orson Welles will again be our star in Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's story, The Lost Special. Producer of Suspense is William Spear, who tonight also directed the broadcast. And who with Bernard Herman, the conductor, Lucian Marowick, who composed the original score, and Private Jacques Anson Fink, the radio author, collaborated on tonight's Suspense. Visit RileyandKimmy.com to connect on social media and for archive podcasts. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.